Blog Talk Radio. And good afternoon, Grand Rapids. Good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Um, it is, I'm Wanda. I'm part of the Sisterhood, Freedom Girl Sisterhood. You sure are. Today, I am actually sitting in for, we're flipping the, the, oh my the dialogue here. Are you nervous? Well, I used to do this a long time ago, so um, a little bit. My special guest and yeah. the the person that named the podcast, hello, the original right. Freedom Girl. <laughs> Who started the sisterhood? Oh, come on now, Pastor Don Scott Damon, your freedom coach, Don Scott yeah. Damon. Um, the Freedom Girl podcast is where we strive to teach women how to live full, fierce, and free lives. Amen. Right. Sister. That's right. Freedom. It's the freedom challenge, really, every week here. It really is. We, yeah. You know, God said you would know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Yeah. And um, so we are here to help and inspire and encourage women to walk in truth and freedom. Yes. And part of those things are, like, having, like, figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? And, and like, where do we want to be? Where do we want to go? Who do we yes. want to be? Yes. And, oh, and how yes. to get there, the steps to get there. So, like, yes. you know, I guess the thing is, do you have a plan, purposeful and intentional, mm-hmm. where we're going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, my word for this year is prevail. Okay, you know, good. Kind of like trying to get those things, my yes. life to fall under submission and learn how to be subjected to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So now your word, I think we've talked about this a little bit, mm-hmm. and like your whole thing for this year is vision, 2020 yes. vision. Yeah, right? 2020. Probably me and, and so many other people Maybe, as but, well. Maybe, but... To you, what is what does vision mean to you, Don? How important is that? Why is it important? Oh my goodness, it, vision is so critical. In fact, God's word even tells us this in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen that without a vision, people will perish. And uh, another translation will say, without a vision, we cast off restraint. And what that picture looks like to me is that we'll just be like a tumbleweed or a little dust cloud just blowing here and there and everywhere. And we might be going through life, you know, having fun, maybe, um, but we might be going through life feeling distracted and and um, ADD, if you will, and unfocused and not accomplishing anything and having more excuses than we do, you know, accomplishments. And so yes. vision is really gathering a picture together. You said it earlier in the introduction, and thank you for that. Who do you want to be? Guess what? We get to design that. Where do we want to go? Having a picture of, again, who we should be, what kind of qualities do we want to possess, who has God called us to be, where do we want to go, what people do we want to reach, what what ministry do we have or what voice, what's our message, what's our passion, what wakes us up in the middle of the night or gets us going in the morning, right. where we right, want right, to go. Right. And then God will show us the how, but having that picture of what we really think that our life is supposed to be about. And sadly to say, very few people, if you ask them what their vision is, very few people have a vision. know that. Not one clue. I, I, yeah, some of us are trying to figure it out. Some people I know, like you, have mm-hmm. like a, a clearer picture of what that looks like. So how do you get there? Like, what's the first step? Once you define that you need a vision and that you have to be intentional and purposeful about mm-hmm. those things, what's next? 
Yeah, well, um, great question again. And so a vision for me is, first of all, that those desires begin to emerge. The Bible talks about um, when you delight yourself in God, he will give you the desire of your heart. Now, the word desire comes from a Latin word meaning of the father. We, mm-hmm. we know the word sire, right, mm-hmm. in, in, in oh, yeah. breeding yeah. Uh, puppies or horses. Yeah. Who's the sire? Who's the father? D, um, wow. of the. So of the father, when you spend time with God in prayer and in the word, I believe that God begins to, when the Bible says give you the desires, I, I think it's he puts the desires in your heart, you will start being given and a deposit will be being made inside your heart, your mind, your spirit of the things, an activation, if you will, or an awareness of the things that God wired you from the beginning of time to do in your life. For example, mm, that's good. Um, when I was a kid, and maybe this is true of you too, but tape recorders came out, you know? <laughs> And we got tape recorders for Christmas. Oh, my. (laughs) And one sister wouldn't have anything to do with it. She's like, no way. Another sister, like, you know, she she would play with it now and again. I loved the tape recorder. Gee, what a surprise. Oh, my word, right? And I would pop in the little cassette. And I would go around with the microphone, and I would interview people, and yep. I would interview myself. Recording. And when I yep. didn't have a guest, I was the guest. I would change my voice into so oh, wow. many different voices and wow. accents, and I would go yep. around the world. And and who knew that that was a clue to something that God had put inside of me? Clearly, right. And that he would allow it to come to fruition, you know, 30 years later right. in my life. Um, doing radio, doing podcasts. And it's so natural. I mean, it really is such a natural thing for me as a producer for many years to watch so right. naturally fall into that. I've I've had people sit in front of me who train for things like mm-hmm. what you do, mm-hmm. and, and it does not flow as naturally yeah. as it does oh, from you. Thank so, you for saying that. Well, And that there's two reasons for that because, yes, I've been practicing since I was eight years old, but also because, you know, when your heart and your spirit is full and you want to communicate that. So God created me to be a communicator. Right. I preach, I speak, mm-hmm. I write, I teach, I do podcasts, and I sing. And, and I'm not going, oh, look at me, but I'm just saying the gift mix was there. Then spending right. time with God, what happens is you start to be hungry to use your gifts for God or for his purposes. And for me, I saw women who were being abused or being hurt, and I wanted to use my voice to teach them that you are somebody, you do matter. So it right, all kind right. of starts going together. Right. So when you begin to identify what is that fire within What is that burning passion within you? What is it that you're good at? What do you enjoy? What makes you mad? Mm, Yes. Um, Yes, what what provokes you. What provokes you, what fires you up? And where do you find yourself gravitating towards? You know, if if you could do... If there were six books on a shelf, which one would you reach for? Mm, you know, good. those things might be clues to right. part of how God wants to use you. So is figuring out your vision some of it? Because is it always crystal clear or do you have to kind of... Yeah, I don't, think it, 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 I don't think it's always crystal clear. I think it becomes clear. And I think get, gaining clarity 
is one of the things that we do. One of the things I help people teach, I teach them as I'm coaching them, one of the things I help them understand is how to get clarity about your vision or what it is that you think is your purpose or your assignment on this earth. But even you and I having this conversation is a beginning point because some people just live their life day after day. They wake up, sometimes running late, run to a job, work all day long, Mm -hmm. come home, feed kids Mm -hmm. or go to the grocery store or do their laundry, watch some TV, Mm -hmm. turn around and do it all the way again tomorrow. And that is the majority, according to statistics, that is the majority of the population. Mm -hmm. They might not know that God put inside of them that, you're going to work in an orphanage or you're going to be a firefighter and you, or you're going to be a public servant or you're going to run for office or you're going right. to start a store and um, you're going to have a makeup line. I mean, there could be so many things, but they never tap it because, first of all, they don't get quiet. They don't have this conversation. And they don't um, begin to say, what is my life really supposed to be about? What am I really supposed to be doing? And so just answering these questions, like I just said, what am I good at? What do I enjoy? What do I really want to do? And the question that many of us have heard before in life, if money were no mm, object yes. or if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you really do? That's great. Those are great questions. Mm-hmm. They really do kind of set you on the on the path right. to figuring it out. So you're saying that kind of passion plus purpose mm-hmm. is going to bring you yeah, your vision. That's a great formula. Yeah, I believe that. That's that's really well said. Yeah, d- tapping your passion and uh, understanding that that's probably part of why God put you on this earth and why he allowed you to have the history that you do. You know, some things God does not stop. If we only knew how many things God stopped from happening in our lives, hmm. you know, I'm sure he hmm, has intervened thousands of times. That we know of, right? That we know of. Right. Right. But there are things that he did allow to touch us, and he did that only because he knew we were not going to be destroyed by them, but we would be launched into our future by them. And that's how I choose well, to look at it good. anyway. That's a very it's good like, okay, God, mm-hmm. It's a springboard for what I'm called to do. And so um, I, I, I take um, part of my history and my experience as part of my purpose and assignment, too. But, Say that one more time. You're part of your history? Yes. Yeah, so my experience of what I've lived through, my history, my past, part of my story, I believe God is a redeemer. And he's going to take those things that I've lived through and use them as part of the redemptive purpose of my life. He, he's not going to waste that. The fact that I went through maybe some childhood abuse or trauma or the fact that I loved my tape recorder or that I sang <laughs> right. as a little girl right. and that my mom put my sisters in the living room and plunked out notes for us and turned us into a trio. And, you know, God's not wasting any <laughs> right. of those things that um, it's all combines to to uh, create the life and the, and the vision that I have for my future. Using it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So, so once you get, once you know, yeah, what's the next step? Like, how do you make your vision? How do you turn it into bring it into fruition? Like, start walking towards your goal. Okay, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, so we've gotten clarity now. We think we know what our vision is. So write it 
down. Mm, yes. Um, the Bible even tells us that in Habakkuk 2.2, 2, to write the vision down, make it plain, give it on, put it on tablets so anyone can easily read it, so the messenger can run with it. And what that means to me, and, and science and psychology actually supports this, one statistic, one statistic is um, once you write something down, you're 42%, and I've heard up to 60%, more likely to accomplish it. Sure. Simply by writing it down. Yeah. Well, the brain works on instruction. And once you write something down, you've instructed it what to do, and it goes about to bring it, because your brain also likes congruency. Right. Doesn't, right. It doesn't like duplicity. Right. And so once you write something down, you, you, your brain will go to, to it has bring marching it. orders. It has marching orders. Yeah. And um, opens, up your, opens up your receptors to see, to hear, to take into Learn. now your mind and your world and to hear. I could be sitting in a room somewhere and I could be hearing little bits of conversation here and there. It wouldn't mean anything to me. But then I could, I could, let's say God opened up my heart to the fact that I'm going to have a store filled with bling and glitter. Now I'm sitting in that same room and I begin to hear someone say, yeah, and it's filled with glitter and bling. All of a sudden my ears perk up. Yeah, sure. You know sure. why? Those because are your key words. Those are my words. My brain <laughs> yeah. knows it. Yeah. Doot, doot, doot. I might even walk over to that table and say, forgive me for eavesdropping, but did you see there was a new store opening up? I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden yeah. you're going to be drawn right. to those things. That's a very good point. Right. And, and then... We can't un underestimate the favor of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will put you in alignment. When, when your words and your thoughts are aligned with your vision instead of your excuses, you will find God directing you and leading you to the fruition of your vision. So I write it down. Write it down. You know you're going to make it happen. 50%, let's go with the average, more likely. Now, it, if we say there's 100 people that know and believe this to be true, the statistics say only 16 of them are going to write it down. Oh, wow. Really? We know it's true, but we're not going to write it down. So why not write it down? What's the big deal? What's the big deal? <laughs> really? we're yeah, afraid to Even see. in your phone, you know, put it in there. Put it in, yeah. Because once I write it down, like, what if it doesn't happen? Or what if I fail? Right. Or what if I can't do it? Or what if I am successful and I'm not enough? And, wow. I, and I can't keep up the pace? Or what will it cost me? Right. And so sometimes we're very afraid of our visions because they feel bigger than us. That's interesting. My next question was going to be address fear. Fear mm -hmm. of, holy moly, now what? I mean, you know, yeah. like, and, and what if I do fail? Um, yeah, those fears, you know. Right. People and, struggle with. And so what if you do fail? Okay. You failed. So Fail now forward, so maybe. you you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Yeah. Is Ooh, a, it's a book by John Maxwell. But why if why are we so afraid of failure? Why has that got such a bad connotation for us? Because we, we feel like we're gonna let people down, we're ashamed, um, we're gonna be ridiculed on Facebook, we're gonna look stupid. Failure is a part. I get you show me any successful person that's reached their goals and I'll show you a person that has failed, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty right, times right, in their life. Right. Failure is part of achievement. And so I think if we will reframe the way that we think about failure, okay, then we're not so afraid of it. So a different perspective on, on what failure might mean in pursuing our vision yes. and goals and dreams. Yes, and knowing that um, 
failure is a good teacher if we will evaluate it and not get, you know, oh, woe is me and fall into the ash heap and, you know, sackcloth and ashes and cry and and then say, I'm never going to try again. No, but we dust ourselves off. We get back up like all of the inventors and the forefathers before us that said, I failed a thousand times before I found the one thing that worked. Right, right. So we... We may fail. So then you recalculate and start again. And again, if you fail and you fail and you fail, make sure that the vision is of the Father and that just something, you know, God will confirm it. People in your life will, there is this, I don't know that it's a fine line, but there is sometimes a division. There are people who will be jealous and speak negatively of right. you and curse right. your dreams, and right. they won't understand them. And you they can almost feel the difference, The difference, though. though, right? Right. You can feel the difference in that kind of judgment and mm-hmm. in um, encouragement and, and, and um, you know, support. It's different. Support and encouragement doesn't always have to be, you did great, you did awesome. Sometimes yeah. it's like, you know what, you need to do this a little different, maybe pull a little back a little bit. But the the opposite of that is, oh, you know what? It's, it's just it's never going to happen. Suck. It's yeah. just not good. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh, you know, it's not good. Um, you know, maybe you should just quiet down. You know, you're a woman. Maybe you should right. be quiet. Who do you think you back are? Yeah, who do you think you are? Really? You know, you share some outlandish vision with somebody. And by the way, if your vision doesn't scare you, go back to God because, you know, then it's, <laughs> you don't need vision for it. You just go out and do it. That's true. Good point. You know, wow, but, um, yeah, so... It, you you got to be careful that you don't listen to the naysayers. But um, if you fail, then you, you dust yourself off and you start again. And you don't give up because anything worth having is worth fighting for. And there's so going to be resistance. It's actually the fear of failure. So failure is part of the process. Right. But the fear of failure is the thing. Yeah, that's right. That's good. The fear. That's what paralyzes that's, people, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, because okay. um, I mean, I found myself stuck there a lot. Just well, you know, I'm learning to live a whole new life, and things scare me. Yes. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of things. So, but mm-hmm. I've been like I told you yesterday on the on that text message. I've been yeah. cheering myself on out loud. Yeah, trying to learn how to do that. Even right, things that you're teaching me. So, uh, it's perspective shift. Yes, it's a it's a perspective shift on right. It's okay to fail mm-hmm. in learning how to move forward and figure it out. We're gonna. Get that we're sometimes gonna you know get a splinter, yes. and know that we can't do that or that's not the way to do it or a diff- there's a different way. So uh, I think too about it. Yeah, if you reframe how you think about fear, excuse me, failure, it minimizes the fear. Right. Um, and what is your fear? If we could point. name the fear, then we at least begin to do something rather than just procrastinate and brush it aside. And it, it kind of floats around the back of our brain like a mosquito. It irritates us. Yep. But if I say, okay, I'm afraid. What am I afraid of? I am afraid mm-hmm. that I might look stupid. Okay, what's mm-hmm. the worst that could happen if I look stupid? Right. But why would I look stupid? Why wouldn't people say, good for you. We're going to try. Right. And, and let's be honest. I mean, I, I know I... I have this this thing, not just me, I know other people, but, the, you know, who's they? It's not like everyody's right, looking they? at me and watching or, like, paying that much attention. People do pay attention, but it's not like everybody has their eyes on us. Right. Uh, you know, and they're judging us and waiting for us to mess up. That's not true. That's, that's just, just more in our head, isn't it? More in our head, totally. Right. Totally, right. yeah. So the, the truth, again, mm-hmm. um, the truth is something we have to keep foremost mm-hmm. in this visioneering 
in the vision quest, right? Amen. What is the yeah. truth? What is the truth? What is so the truth? face your fears down, write them down, because that will help you identify them. And then once you do that, you'll think, well, those fears aren't that big after all. And what am I really worried about? And um, so I write the vision down. I make it plain. And I actually post it where I'll see it every day, every morning. That's so important. And once I begin to see it, then it's an interesting thing that begins to happen is that the how. Sometimes our fear is we don't know how we're going to make something happen, but that's not our responsibility first and foremost. It's the what and the why. Why do I think this is important? What is it and why do I want it? If we have that compelling why, that why will pull us out of our fear instead of if we don't have the why we'll feel pushed and nobody likes to be pushed right usually if you're pushed by something you're you're you just dig it's against your will it's right. against your will so the why is is critically important why do i want this why will it make a difference in my life how will it change my life what will it mean to me and my family if i could accomplish this and so getting clear on all of those things as well and then I see it every day, then miraculously, the house starts coming. I might wake up with an idea or creativity or while I'm journaling or quiet with God or meditating, suddenly an answer or a next step will just fall. It feels like it just kind of floats. And you write that down and you go, that's exactly my next step. And it's going to be something small, perhaps. Right. Like the first time I remember really getting clear on the fact that I wanted to write a book. Okay, I want to write a book. And having the guts to say, I want to write a book. Because you can hear the people oh, in sure. your voice. The they. <laughs> yeah. Who are you to write a book? What yeah. are you going to write a book? What are you going to say? say? You yeah. haven't written anything, right? <laughs> Okay, so we, we get rid of all that noise and all that clamor, and I wrote it down. Now, guess what the next thing is? The next thing is I'm sitting in a meeting, and somebody walks in, and they say, hey, by the way, I just grabbed some of these brochures. If anybody's interested in writing a book, this writer's conference is really good. Just FYI, Tasta's, my heart started pounding. I couldn't get that yes. brochure fast yes. enough. Maybe they did that same thing a month ago, but I wasn't. You weren't in, in that place. Right? I wasn't in that place. But now I was. I grabbed that brochure. So now I wrote it down. Now I have a writer's conference. It's my next step. I look at it. I can go. I can afford it. I go. I meet people. I got myself in the environment. And it, and just because you took the next step. I took the next step. Yeah. The next step. And 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 I heard someone say the other day, it's t- making the next right choice. Yes. It's making the next right choice. Right. And that's a that's a, something that they use in AA a lot. They don't don't worry about the whole big thing because you'll get overwhelmed. It's like eating right. the elephant, or True. you know, you'll just feel overwhelmed and you'll feel um, at a loss. Too much. Yeah. Yep. But if you'll just say, I I just make the next right choice. So my next right choice in this scenario would be put it on your calendar. All right. So if you don't have a calendar, you get one. There's another step. If you don't. Pen in your important things such as reading, prayer, write a paragraph, attend the writer's conference. So I put that on my calendar. 
So is that like a bucket list, or is that more like it's more like right now? We're not, it's not we're it's for the future days or whatever. It's like steps we're taking right steps now. Steps right now. It's okay to have sure. I, more of a um, long range kind of long. Yeah, goal. I would say a top ten list more than a bucket because I intend on living, and um, yeah. So, but I would say that. Um, but a daily to-do list. A daily, to, I, I call it a capture list, things that I want to capture. I like that. And then my action steps. I really like that. I'm writing yeah. that down. <laughs> yeah, so what do I want to capture? Because sometimes um, while you're reading or while you're meditating or while you're doing something else, thoughts will just bombard or come in. Well, so I just open up my capture list I write those things down and then it's capture and calendarize is how I put it and so then I go back to that I did it this morning I go back to that capture list I see what was listed there and then I calendarize the things that I said I have to do um, because if I don't they won't get done okay so are you talking about more of the list daily weekly monthly or just like something you want to get in the book to make sure you pay attention to yeah, all all of it. For example, um, oh, that's right. I have to um, I have to read that manuscript, or I have to read that chapter in that book. I got to write that down. So now I write down, read that chapter right. in the book. Okay. Okay. So what? That's a to do list. Right. That doesn't mean it's going to get done. Right. So I take the next step and I say, when am I going to do that? Oh, that's one. I okay. open up my calendar. How soon do I? Well, I need to do it in the next seven days. And Wednesday looks pretty good. And I don't have anything Wednesday from 10 to 11. So I put on my calendar, read that manuscript. And then I yes. have to make sure that I promise to keep my date with myself and not blow it off. So when you talk about making the next right choice, that's what you do. Okay, so so it's what do I need to do and when do I need to do it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so calendarize it. I love that word. So you, you kind of get rid of the to-do list because once you see the to-do, I mean, you just say, I need to do these. Well, when are you going to do them? And Ooh, you're, you're like, you really are kind of like pigeonholing yourself, making yourself, make yourself step forward and not get stuck. Right. Exactly. You just That's said good. it. Not, get, not stuck. get stuck. Otherwise, what we end up doing is we spin our wheels and we could look and say, this has been on my to-do list for a month. I love it. I'm we all have The whole thing I'm changing it to capture list. <laughs> that does and calendarize. It even makes you feel better. It makes you feel like it's more productive. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Capture, capture and calendarize. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. I'm going to get a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Yeah. Absolutely. Next, how do we like bring it to where when we get up in the morning, like does it become a habit? Mm -hmm. Does yeah. it become a habit to where? And do you do this every day? Do you do a, a capture list every day, or is it for the week or the month? I I do, I do a capture list every day. I do a big capture list where I really sit down and empty my brain once a week. But like I said, sometimes during some other things, these thoughts will come in, and if I don't write them down, sure. then, you know, like anybody else, you're right. distracted from right. from doing it. And I, I'm not saying that everything is always perfect every morning, but I do have a morning routine. Right. And I do believe in the saying that we've heard, I, the your success is found in your daily routine. Right. The success of your future is found in your daily habits, however you want to say it. I do have a morning routine, starts at 6.06 a.m., and I do six things. Yes. And so, and I call What it, are those six things? Yeah, my, I like these. I mean, my, they, they, 
I've learned from them. Go ahead. Right. And share with our listeners. I will share, <laughs> and it, I don't know that I have it in the right order here, but usually uh, the first thing that I do when I get up in the morning is, you know, I greet God. I say, good morning, Lord, and I okay. talk about the things that I am thankful for. And then, so I give gratitude, and I have my my greeting God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and then I get into the Word. So I... I uh, read my Bible and pray, all right? Then I journal, and when I journal, I am journaling my intentions for the day. I'm journaling my capture and calendar. I am journaling thoughts and meditations that I had um, through Mm -hmm. my scripture time with the Lord, okay? And I do that for a while. And then I meditate. And by meditation, what I do is I I breathe. I really believe in the um, biology and the physiology and what happens to us when we do that deep breathing, Mm -hmm. that cleansing Mm -hmm. breathing, that it takes us out of the sympathetic uh, nervous system with adrenaline is pumping and we're wired and and it puts us in the parasympathetic or, in other words, um, just a really good place of calm and peace and creativity and I, and I, and that's where I really meditate on God and His love for me and who He is and how I want to show up for my day filled with joy, love, peace, whatever. Um, wow. And then when I'm done with that, then I exercise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been crushing it, man. You have been crushing it on well, the treadmill. That's like, um, I've been learning how that makes me feel inside. Yes. Well, I how mean, does I, it make you feel? Well, it's a whole new thing, first of all, because I'm like, I, I'm like looking forward to the time I can actually exercise. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Right? Okay. Hello. Don't even know even really how to quite think about yeah. that. First thing in the morning, I'm like, I got to get on the treadmill. Yeah. And then I do it a couple more times a day. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it through the day. Which and, is just, and it makes me feel better inside. I may be tired and sweaty and disgusting, like physically. Yes. But, but I'm like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And yeah. you are you're you're tapping the physical because you're releasing the endorphins and all the chemicals that make you feel good. The uh, the that sense of well being, happiness, hope, joy, all those good feeling endorphins, and then you get the reward. And so it's all wired to work together. Wow. And didn't um, even know what you I'll, didn't even know that before you just said that. Yeah. And also a lot of people have discovered. Um, well, Cecil Murphy, one of them. A lot of people in running or on the treadmill mm-hmm. and walking, they've released trauma and pain and stuff because of just moving. I can see that. The body okay. starts sure. letting go of everything that sure. it held. And then undoubtedly you're listening to music or scripture or something, That's right? What I'm doing holy water. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so you're stacking yeah, it. Think, right. So it's ministering to you. Right. It's just and once you learn, once you get that in your morning routine, you can't live without it. It's right. like, man, I have to have it's, this. It's weird how it feels like I'm I'm missing a shoe or something. I'm off kilter. That happened last week. I wasn't able to get up and immediately get on the treadmill. I had to save it till the middle of the day because I didn't want to have to get in the shower before I left. It was going to be too late. So yep. I had to wait till the middle of the day to get on the treadmill. But all morning I was like, what in the world? Feeling yep. very off kilter sort of. Yep. Off balance. Weird. Just weird. Yep. New yeah, for me. So yeah, because it's yeah. it's a habit now for right. you. Um, Twenty one days to make a habit, but sixty days plus to really make it automatic. Don't right. even think about it. Just part of my who I am. Yeah. 
And so you're there. You've done that. And it's transformative. And you can see it in you, too. So that's happening. And so just loving that morning routine. And then um, after I exercise, I do at some point in the morning, then um, I do reflect on my goals and, and dreams and where I'm going and make my affirmations. So how long does this take you, the six things you do? You know, it's not, it's not quick. Right. Um, it's an hour and a half for sure in my morning. I really enjoy it when I can be at it for two hours, but I've done it in an hour. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so then you just segment you it. get up earlier when you have yeah, to. Yeah, Michelle Steph, that's our guest from a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, right. Uh, she wrote Your Journey to Greatness Through Routine. Yeah. Great book. Right. Um, and she said, I now I get to 4.30 because I have to allow myself the yeah. time yeah. to do the important things, which is her, her list. Of, yeah. I mean, uh, which they is a similar things, list. But yeah, her capture list. <clears throat> yeah. And, so, you know, I've I've already stepped up my half an hour earlier in Good the job. morning thing, but um but if it when it becomes important to you to get those things done, you're willing to get up earlier for you're, it. Yeah, you are. And it like getting up early doesn't make it easy, but it does make it happen. And it and it does make you feel in again, it's a thing physically that you may be like, I don't wanna get out of bed. Right. On the other hand, I know that when I do and I'm done you're so glad. You're so thankful. Yeah. And I know there are mornings where I say T today, or I'll look ahead in my week, and I'll know this day right here, I'm going to sleep in because I do believe that every now and then we have to sleep in and sleep until an alarm, no alarm, sleep until our body wants to wake up. Mm, mm. And I just think that's good for that us. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, because I don't want to get up with an alarm every day. Right. But... I was five days that, yeah. five days a week I do. Well, okay. six days a week I do. Yeah. Because um, you know, I'm a pastor, so Sunday is also you an can't alarm sleep day. Can't on Sundays. <laughs> yep. Nope. <laughs> so, so those are the things that I would say. You know, um, that's my 606 rise. That's part of making vision happen is having a really solid morning routine. And um, the last thing I was saying there was um, the affirmations. And affirmations are I, the things that, that we our intentions. I intend today, like especially if I'm um, maybe I'm fasting or or maybe I'm um, in a specific struggle with something. Today I'm going to show up. I'm not eating till two o'clock. I am going to embrace good thoughts today. I am strong. I'm healthy. I have the wisdom of God. I'm anointed by God. You know, I so you're set, kind of setting yourself apart for a certain amount of time. To kind of be getting that closer thing. With I like God, what you said, setting yourself. It's um, Colossians says, set your mind on things above. So it is setting my mind. So I'm telling my mind where to go instead of letting my mind drag me down that back alley. That's so good. I say no. I'm not. So yeah, I'm not thinking about that. It's not denial, but it's defying. I'm not denying. I'm defying. You know what, brain? You're not dragging me down that way. I, we're going this way. And you're taking thoughts captive, right? Yes. That's what you're doing. Absolutely. Your captive list. <laughs> your yes. capture list. You're capturing bad thoughts and tossing them out and becoming... And replacing. Replacing. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Important word. Right on. Okay, so vision. So, vision. That's the word. 2020 vision in 2020. Yes. And um, now, you know, if if you guys are listening and you have any questions or anything, feel free to, like, try and get in touch with one of us and we'll answer your questions. Um, yes. We can... Email at, where's she sending the email to? 
DawnScottDamon.com is no, my that's website. Your, that's your website. And there's a there's an info there. Oh, there is. Okay, yeah. good. There's Otherwise, a button there you push and you can ask yep. a question. Otherwise, it's just easy. Dawn at DawnScottDamon.com. Cool. So you can find um, me there. I got right. Facebook and Twitter, all the usual yeah, stuff. Yeah, Instagram, all that stuff. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And she, the the new book, The Freedom Challenge. Um, if you haven't if you haven't gotten a hold of that book, please do. It will change your life. Transformative, absolutely transformative. And um, and in there, it, you talk about the capture list and your yes. routine in the morning and yep, um, and how to do all that. So what an awesome topic. Yeah. It, doesn't it. it get you excited? It gets you motivated. Yes, I mean, right? You want to get out and get it done. I want to get my capture list. Yes. Because you know what? God's got amazing things for each and every one of us. Um, I do believe that our purpose is equal to our assignment. It's something that mm. is our mandate from the Lord. And um Rick Warren wrote that book years ago, the you know, Purpose of Driven, Driven Life. Life. Mm-hmm. And it's true. We should live on purpose, not accidentally. So mm, that's, that's so my good. thoughts. Thank you so much, Dawn. Yeah, thank you. For letting me, uh, you know, um, pull you around with my questions. And, <laughs> um, so good. next week, um, it's I don't have it booked quite yet, but, you know, it's going to be another yeah, we've got Natalie Snap, Snap coming Natalie up Snap. too, and she's got so, a whole yeah. the bachelor battle. Yes, yeah. So we'll be having that in next week or the week after coming up too. So cool. stay tuned to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood podcast. We are going places. FreedomGirlsSisterhood dot com, and um, mm-hmm. we'll see you around on Facebook. Drop by tribes if you want to. Come visit. Go. That sounds great. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Don Scott Damon saying. Hey.